Welcome everyone to the Dream Builders podcast. I am super excited for the upcoming interview because this is an interview I've been looking forward to for a while because what we're about to discuss is something that's really uh, resonating with me as a person but also resonates very well with what Dream Builders is all about. So definitely something you want to know more about if you want to live an enriching and a purposeful life with meaningful contributions to the world. So therefore, I am very excited to introduce to you Lena Papadopoulos. Lena is a life purpose and transformation coach, and she's an award-winning intercultural educator. She helps impact-driven dreamers, idealists, and visionaries gain clarity, courage, and confidence so that they can uncover and step into their purpose, feel free and fulfilled, and make a positive impact in the world. Lena, thank you so much for coming on the Dream Builders podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Now, let's just dive straight in because yeah. I, you are all about purpose. So I want to talk about purpose. And first mm -hmm. of all, tell us a little bit about your, your backstory and, and ultimately mm -hmm. how you got to find your own purpose. I think that will be a great question to, to start with. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, well, I... I kind of always had this, like from growing up as a kid, this fascination with trying to understand, like, why are we here and what is the purpose and what is like the greater, bigger meaning. And I was always really interested in spirituality and religion and how those things talked about, um, you know, our reason for being and um, so I always had this kind of this sense or knowing that we're here for a reason. It's just kind of like how I always felt. Um, and, but as I grew up, I just faced a lot of, um, different challenges with, um, one, like being Greek American and navigating what it was like to exist between two very different cultures and to kind of be an outsider everywhere I went, like didn't really quite belong anywhere. And then I had issues with, you know, like my, my family life and my parents and being in a really toxic environment and um, with a lot of different forms of abuse and I just, I got to this point as a teenager, 13, 14 years old, where I just, I really hated my life and I was really depressed and um, not in a good place at all. <clears throat> and in that time, I met um, somebody named Ned who became a friend of mine and we spent a lot of time together. We were in art school together and um I just felt like for the first time in my life that somebody really saw me and understood me and accepted me as I was and was just really present and supportive and encouraging like through my depression and helping me kind of see a different perspective. Um, and then not long after that, he decided to take his own life and I found out that he had been depressed and suicidal for years and I didn't know that and I think I was just really struck by well kind of like how self-absorbed I had been that I didn't realize this person sees me and understands me 
because they know how I feel um, and they are in the same position. And I didn't realize that. And he was just so important in my life for so many reasons. And I really realized through that experience, like through losing him, that what I wanted and what I felt my purpose was, was to create a space for people to feel safe, accepted, seen, understood for who they really are, like without the masks, without performing, without pretending. Um, how can you, you know, like just to hold space for people to be the truth of who they are. And ultimately, I think that's everybody's purpose is to embody the truth of who they are, not who they've been taught to be, not who we're supposed to be, who we should be, um, but who we really are. And that's like our ultimate greatest purpose. And then through that, in embodying the truth of who we are, we use like our gifts and our skills and the things that make us unique and magical, like we use those things to serve other people in some way. And somehow it might look different, but at the core, I think even that is still about creating space for people to be them full, their full selves. Um, and so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's like so much to say and I could talk forever, but you know, that's kind of the core of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, that's an amazing story and it's really heartfelt. Now, before we, before I ask you, okay, so how did you then really find your purpose? What is your purpose actually right now? Um, it's still, I think, like to create that space for people to feel or to be completely themselves and how I'm doing that right now, I guess, is that a really important part of my work for me is making the unconscious conscious and bringing to light the things that um, either we don't want to look at or that are so deeply buried within us that we can't see, like there's so many layers there. And so what I really want to help people do is kind of like excavate and uncover that stuff and bring it to the surface and work with it because, you know, like our operations in the world are like 5% conscious, 95% of it is unconscious. It's just a program we're running on autopilot. And so much of what we do is like totally beyond our conscious awareness. Um, and so helping people see like, how are all these unconscious patterns that I'm um, taking part in, like how are they disconnecting me from my truth and how are they keeping me from showing up as who I really am. And therefore, because right when we compress and depress the truth of who we are, I mean, that's what I think leads to depression. It's that de the depressing of who we are, um, right? And that leads to depression, anxiety, unfulfillment, unhappiness. And so how do we reconnect with that truth? And that's, I think, one of like the main things that I do with my work with people um, now, so. Beautiful, beautiful. So really living on your own terms and you already touched upon something that I would love to talk about. Um, you were talking about um, all these masks and layers that we have built up around us, like perhaps you can call it like social conditioning or cultural conditioning or conditioning from your family. 
like how can we as people let go of that and really start living out what truly matters to us right <laughs> yeah i think that's um the hardest part because i say with my clients that my role is to facilitate awareness but their role is to apply the integration like to practice the application of the awareness and that's the difficult part i think because it does require us to change how we've been operating and to do things differently and things that feel scary to us even if they are liberating it's still like an unknown right we're more comfortable with the like the shit that we're used to than this stuff that we're just like not sure how it's gonna be yeah. um and mm -hmm. so it's it's a process and it takes practice that's something i always say like you have to practice being a new way like behaving a new way thinking a new way so um it's not enough just to become aware it has to become something that we do um and I was thinking about this analogy the other day of like an athlete and a, and a team and how athletes, you know, like we, as an athlete, you practice, you practice your sport um, in order to get better, right? To improve yourself, to get better at whatever it is you're doing. Um, but also because that, allows for the betterment of others right for the way that you interact with others engage with others like how the team works together so it's just like it's a process of unlearning and relearning and unbecoming and rebecoming um i know that's like super intangible <laughs> and abstract um but you know i think it depends on everybody's particular like context and circumstance and situation of like what are the things they need to practice um but that's the key i think is really being intentional intentional about making change because that is a really scary thing for people to do it's so much easier to hold on to the familiar even if it sucks you know <laughs> <laughs> i know i know yeah, you know i've been there as well you know i've also been at crossroads in my life where I felt stuck in my job and then it's always that step to, to then follow your purpose is even harder than staying in your job sometimes. Yeah. Right. So I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Um, and I would love to and know they, from you because you also said like, it's, it's so intangible to let go of these, you know, of this cultural conditioning and so on. Like what is something that really helped you on your path to, to, to let's say, live your purpose and to to really follow that feeling of your true self mm -hmm. um i think <clears throat> it has a lot to <laughs> i mean one of the biggest things i think we have to learn how to do is to let go of our of our need for like approval or caring how other people see us or perceive us because so much of, of what holds us back is the fear of what other people will think or how they will react. Um, and a lot of people are afraid to be their, tr their true selves because they've had experiences early on 
in which somehow in some way their truth they were punished for it or um, abandoned for it or rejected or whatever right and so we carry this like subconscious fear of like if i show who i really am people won't want me anymore and that's scarier than like well they rejected my mask right it's scarier and more hurtful to be rejected for the truth of who you are than for who you're pretending to be um and so i think like a big part of it is learning to let go of that and realize like the people who who can't see and accept you for who you are like maybe they're just there comes a point where you kind of evolve beyond your connection with some people and and even in that like we have to change and we have to let go and say okay like i can still love you but we're just like we don't <laughs> we don't get each other anymore like i've evolved beyond this and so um yeah i think it has to also it's about like being okay with letting things go and and that's a thing like letting things go because here's another thing like psychologically right i don't know if you've ever heard of the sunk cost fallacy no. but it's like this idea that once we've invested time energy money whatever into something that we need to see it through that we've like lost out or we wasted that time energy money if we don't commit to that thing we invested yeah, yeah. in so yeah. so it's like i got this degree and i started working in this job and i spent all this money for this education blah 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 and i hate it and my life sucks but i invested and so i have to stay committed and so it's like we choose misery over change um because we like tell ourselves that it was a waste. So I wasted the, t the time and energy and money up to this point. So I may as well just keep wasting it, right? Like it doesn't make sense yeah. um, how strongly we hold on to stuff, you know? Like if you watch a movie that's two hours long and 20 minutes in, you're like, I know I hate this. There are people who will keep watching it because they're like, I have to see how it ended because I started it. And it's like, and now you wasted two hours of your life. So like, why? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I totally see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. So um, let's get some, to something practical because I also, okay. also, also love practical things. So if we talk about um, finding your purpose, what are some tools perhaps that, that you have used or that you recommend others to use to really get clear on uh, get clear on your purpose and what you're meant to do in this world mm -hmm. um well i like to well i have this kind of like blueprint map thing that i use um but i really like to look at people's most kind of profound and significant life experiences and um, the challenges they went through, the things they overcame, the lessons they learned, um, because I think there's a lot in that about like, how do you impart your wisdom um, to other people? And so how does that kind of interconnect with your skills, the things that you're really good at doing um, with the things that you deeply care about? And I don't, I don't necessarily like to talk about passions per se but i like to talk about 
something that in Greek we call meraki, which is just like to put your heart and soul into something. Um, so to do it like from the truth of who you are, kind of, even if it's like cooking a meal or making a cup of coffee. So what is it that like really makes you feel like I'm pouring the true, like who I am into this thing that I'm doing? Um, so like looking at that stuff and <clears throat> considering how um, I think also pain, especially. So like, what are my pain points? What are the things that hurt me or anger me or make me feel like I have to create some kind of change in this? Um, so it could be pain that we've experienced or that we've witnessed. Um, but I think our pain points are really key to understanding our purpose because so much of the time it's the hard stuff we go through that equips us to support other people through similar experiences, right? Um, and yeah, so I just, and there's some other things too, but I like to look at how all these things combine and interconnect and what are the the themes and patterns that we can see because you always see themes and patterns when you look at this stuff and so that's i think where the key is within um the subjects that come up again and again as we explore these aspects of who you are amazing very valuable stuff now you were talking about a blueprint in the beginning yeah. of, of, the, of the question <laughs> I would, I would love to know what the blueprint is about because that sounded very interesting. <laughs> Tell us a little bit yeah. more about that. <laughs> so it really, it's just like a PDF I created where um, it has like a space for all these different components that I'm talking about. And as I go through like a purpose clarity session with somebody, um, as they're talking to me, like I'm asking them questions based on the blueprint. And as they talk, I just kind of take little notes. And then at the end, I say, here it is. And you can, it's kind of like a map of how all the different pieces connect. And then, yeah, it's like a big, you know, light bulb moment for people like, oh, I didn't even know all those pieces were related in that way. Um, so yeah, it's just a PDF. <laughs> well, that's a, a very beautiful PDF, right? <laughs> so it's not just a PDF. Yeah. Now, Lena. So then yeah. people have found, they found their purpose so they have a lot of clarity on, on, on what they potentially can do in this world, what, what they're all about and how they can build a positive impact in the world and eventually how they can find more fulfillment. What will be one tip for you to really start living out your purpose? Because, you know, finding is one thing, but living it out is another thing, right? We all know that. Um, mm -hmm. Is it like all about taking action, taking action, taking action, like what some of the big gurus are saying, or is it just like the opposite, actually? What's, what's your experience with that? Oh, that's a, good, um, that's a good question, because I think our, well, <laughs> I think our need to like do, do, do is so rooted in capitalism. And personally, it's like, doesn't speak to me or to my values or my worldview. Um, and I think there is a lot of power in being. And if we're talking about your purpose as embodying the truth of who you are, then it is literally about being yourself. And 
the doing, whatever that looks like, is just a natural extension of you being yourself, right? So if I, um, you know, if I want to hold space for people to feel safe, like, well, what is the like do, do, do that I have to to do for that? Like, what am I supposed to be chasing or what's the goal I'm running after? Like, no, it's about being present when I'm in a space with a person and it's, and it's just about actually being myself as I be in that space with them. Right. So, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's something that if you are really reconnecting with who you are and allowing yourself to accept who you are, then it's just a natural unfolding. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. But. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Let's go ahead because um, I know you quit your job a couple of years ago, it was in 2017, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you started building your own business. And I think that for anyone who is listening right now and is thinking about a similar step, like what were some of the successful elements in that journey of you to make that leap confidently? Because by making that leap, you know, people have a lot of doubts, fears, um, you know, anything, there's a lot that comes with it, making a decision like that. So what yeah. were some of the successful elements to make that leap confidently? Well, the truth is that for me to do something like that, to make a big change, a big leap, like for me, that's not uncomfortable. It's not scary. It's not whatever. So this is something I actually have kind of a hard time giving advice about because I don't necessarily like know how it feels. But on the other side of it, as I tried to really build everything and create it, I think that's where all the fear and the doubt came in because it forced me to face the fact that I was disconnected from myself and I was denying parts of myself because as I took this step to create something that was really my own, then I started having to ask myself, well, like, what do I actually want this to look like? And it's been this process really since then, the last three years of reconnecting with myself and seeing all the different things in my past that have like created fears in me around certain things or self-doubts. And um, so it's been a lot of kind of like having to face yeah, the things that took me away from my truth and um, you know, like I have a background in intercultural education. And so when I first left my job and started my business, that was my focus, like to continue that intercultural education. But as I went on, I was like, mm, that's not really what I want to do. And I'm even still now, I think it's becoming super clear recently, especially with these eclipses, but it's time to break up with that identity. Like I have to let it go. And that's been the hardest thing for me because it was such a huge part of my life for 15 years. So it's like, I can still take the lessons that I learned without being an intercultural educator. Like I don't have to cling to that. So. For me, the leap, the leap was easy. 
Um, but I think it's just kind of like asking yourself, you know, do I want to stay? <laughs> uh, do I want to stay in the shit that I'm in or do I want to take a chance? And there's, it's possible that I could land in some more shit, but <laughs> it's also possible that, um, that it could be amazing and fulfilling and be everything I ever hoped it would be. And at least there, there's an option. There's a possibility of something different. Whereas if I just stay where I am, well, I already know what I'm getting. Like it's more unfulfillment, more unhappiness, more of what I don't want. Like I already know that it's a given, right? So <sighs> there's a big element, right? Of trust that's needed. Like trust that I have what it takes. Um, to support myself, trust that I am resilient, trust that things work out. So much trust is needed, but yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for being so honest and open about, about your own journey. I, I appreciate that. Um, in the beginning of this conversation, you said something very interesting and I think um, that resonates very well with, with what you do as well and, and with who you are. And it is like creating spaces for people to, to truly be themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, I think this is something that is super important, like anywhere in the world, whether it's in organizations and in, in businesses, in schools or universities. So from your experience working, you know, in education, and I know you have been working across the world. Mm -hmm. Like, what are some of the aspects to create a safe space for people just to be themselves? Um, <laughs> so, in my experience, a, a big part of it, I think, is setting the tone, is kind of modeling what it looks like so if i'm bringing a people to a group of people together and i want them to be vulnerable about something and i want them to share and be open then i think i have to set the tone for that and i have to be the example so i go first and i'm very open and i'm very honest and it's kind of like i set the bar for like you know because if i say like let's get really deep and vulnerable about something and i leave it up to everybody in the room well they're just going to keep it pretty surface level because that feels more comfortable and safe mm -hmm. but if i really like create this environment of like i'm being super open and super honest and vulnerable with you i might cry whatever um then it makes people feel like they let their guard down right and they feel more open and like it's more acceptable to show themselves in that way and i've had lots of people tell me after certain like experiences i facilitated that they tell me i was as open as i was because you were as open as you were um and so that's i think a, a big part it's about like I can't expect people to be vulnerable with me if I'm not being vulnerable with them, right? Um, and then also just in general, creating a space of, of non-judgment. So just really being present and listening without the need to fix or 
or provide solutions because I think a lot of times it's like what we feel we have to do when somebody's sharing something with us. It's like, well, how do I make it better? And so many, like so often that's not even what people want, right? They just want to be heard. Like somebody just hear me <laughs> um, speak my truth and, and don't tell me what to do with it. <laughs> like just listen. And so I think that's a big a big part too is not because so much of the time too when we're giving advice or trying to fix things right it's a projection of our own feelings about what they're talking about our own experience so it's not even necessarily relevant to them um and so that's another aspect but <laughs> thank you now last time we were talking you said something interesting because i asked you question the question like where do you see yourself in what was it like 10 years from now or what is your future yeah. vision <laughs> and you yeah. said you said something like you know i i don't really think about it because as long as i'm open and free and live my purpose and live with meaning mm -hmm. i'm at the right place and i want the listeners to Get kind of a takeaway to, to to understand how you actually do that because that's <laughs> that's easier said than done right so how do you let's say live your purpose yeah. always at, at the right place at the, at the same time <laughs> um yeah so it's i think very like living a very values based driven life so being really clear on what do i value like what is important to me in life um in the way that i engage with other people in the way that i <clears throat> show up for myself like what do i value and for me because i think right our traditional definitions of success are again very much rooted in capitalism and ownership and um, having right and doing and for me it's well what do i really value and how do i live out my values and for me that is success um, so if i value integrity um, then i want to be honest in my engagement with people um, i want to be um you know like ethical like do things in the way that i perceive to be quote unquote right um yeah and if right i can do that in my life on a daily basis like there's not something i have to work toward or achieve or get to or if my value is curiosity well i can be curious each and every day curious about other people curious about how things work and why they are the way they are and so like if I am living out my values, then I am doing something that's meaningful to me. And for me, that's what success is. It's to live a life of like meaning and purpose. Otherwise it's kind of like, well, why are we even here? Like, do you really think that you came to this planet like to, to like work so hard and hate your life and like own a house that, will just like be gone <laughs> when you die or i don't know you know what i mean it's like we're we're so focused on things that like they don't actually really matter but we've been taught that they do and so we don't necessarily even question it um and so yeah it's like i don't need i don't feel that i need to achieve all the, these 
things that society tells me I need to achieve. Like, no, I just want to be a happy person. And like, what does that look like for me? What does it look like for you? Um, and in, in that way, like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's really defining success for yourself and what it means for you, right? Instead of what, yeah. what the world designed to you, what success really means. So, all right. Yeah. So we're, we're coming to the end of this conversation and I would love to know if there is anything else that we haven't discussed that you perhaps would love to share from your heart with, with the listeners right now. <laughs> um, gosh, anything else? I don't know. And nothing's coming to me in the moment. <laughs> That's okay. Not, you know. Then we have discussed everything, right? <laughs> well, no, I don't think so. But <laughs> but no, I don't I don't have anything in this moment. No? All right. Then then, then we're going to wrap up. I think that will be the, the best okay. way. So okay. Lena, thank you so much for, mm -hmm. for this conversation. I really appreciated your time and all your wonderful yeah, thank insights. You for um, before <laughs> you go, I would love for you to share where the best places are that people can, can find you and your work if people would love to learn more uh, about you. Mm -hmm. um, yes, so my website, <laughs> it's lenapapadopoulos.com and my Instagram, which is lena underscore papadopoulos. And those are like the two, the two best ways for sure. All right. So follow Lena on Instagram, <laughs> go to her website as well. I will drop her social handles in the, in the comments below in the caption. Once again, Lena, thank you so much for your insights and uh, the wonderful conversation. You are a wonderful person and I will keep following your work in the future. So I'm really, really <laughs> grateful for this conversation and I hope we can meet in person one day. Thank you. Yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I really love this conversation with Lena Papadopoulos about how you can embody the truth of who you truly are without the masks, without performing and without pretending. So are you ready to unleash the magic in you? Do you want to become part of our learning network and community of change makers? We're all passionately living that purpose and building a positive impact in the world, then you can sign up to my new course, Discover Your Life Purpose Now. The link will be in the caption below. And by doing so, you will automatically stay updated about our latest online events and hangouts and hopefully soon to organize our retreats around the world again. So if you're all about building your legacy, making a positive impact in this world and connecting with like-minded people who want to grow and evolve together, then I truly invite you to go ahead and join the program and I'm looking forward to see you in the tribe.